Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerraNovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> Hello. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> What's going on, Jackie? I'm good. Pretty good. I'm excited because we had a week. Of two of your picks. Now it's my turn. I'm <laughs> excited. Happy. I knew he was going to say that. He was like, I been through your two movies. Luckily, you weren't traumatized, but you're like, back to my picks. That's my greatest hits. <laughs> yes, because unlike you, I don't traumatize people. Sometimes. It depends what it is. But unlike you, I don't make them go, what the fuck did I just watch? So, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's worth it, though. Nah. Still traumatized by the entity. I still never get over that movie. That was like years ago we saw it together. I'm still like freaking oh, out. Oh, Paranormal that Entity? Yes. We're That's never watching that again. You cursed myself. No, Kai. No. <laughs> do not. That's do a not. good one. Paranormal <laughs> Entity no. is a good one. <laughs> no. Yes, I would argue it's better than Paranormal Activity. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You got too much dip on your chip. I wouldn't say that. I hate it. <laughs> nah, nah. We're going to have to have that debate one day. We're going to have to have that. We're going to have to right? have that table. My unpopular opinion, right there. I feel so betrayed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I'm excited because time around we're gonna be doing a film that I saw once as a child, never saw it again. And as Kai pointed out to me earlier, like, oh my god, as a child, yeah, I, I had a fucked up childhood. But anyway, we're talking about 1986 remake of The Fly. Dum dum dum. Ew. <laughs> you know that's appropriate reaction. Ew. Ew. <laughs> that's the whole movie. Ew. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. No, I loved Kai's reaction. Like when I messaged him on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to come on and talk about the fly?" Because you know, um, and they were just like, "The movie's gross." Yes, that was like my favorite reaction I've ever gotten. <laughs> about I um have been trying to do this thing where I push myself. Because, granted, like, I'm a special effects makeup artist. I do all that. I love hard. But they're just, like, a list mm-hmm. of, like, five movies that I won't do. The Faculty, The Fly, and Slither. And so I've conquered The Fly. I don't know if I'll be able to conquer. <laughs> I think I'll probably be able to conquer Slither. Because I just watched some commentary on that the other day. But The Faculty, I don't think. I don't think I'll ever be able to get through that movie. Without, like, yeah. But the fly, we'll talk about it. I just have my thoughts. <laughs> I remember Slither a little bit. Slither was a little crazy, so I, I understand Slither. Terrible. I can't remember the faculty oh too well. God. Yeah, Slither was really gross. Like, oh god, body horror, body horror at its finest. But Anything with, was like, the faculty slugs. really messed up like that too, though? Because I just can't remember that movie. The faculty, the one with with Usher and Elijah Wood, it wasn't a bad movie it was just those damn creatures i don't know if you remember on the matrix when they like stuck the little like thing in neo's like belly button or whatever 
that. It looked like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. It was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But uh, before we get to that, as you can tell, we have an amazing guest, Kai. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Um, hi, my name is Kai. Um, where do I start? I'm the founder of Kaifix Horror Group. I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast, Monstrosity's Voice, Horrors and Touch Conversations podcast. I'm a special effects makeup artist. I'm a writer. I do a lot of different stuff. And it's all under the umbrella of horror. So, yeah. And this is exactly why I really wanted Kai to join our discussion because of her resume. I was like, no, we have to get Kai for this. As a special effects artist yourself, I was like, I really want to get into your head when it comes to all the shit that happened in because it was a lot of shit that happened in the movie. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Yes, there was. Yeah. Actually, it, I have a question for you about that. As a special effects artist, you ever get creeped out by your own shit? Like, by the own absolutely. shit? Absolutely. the shit you put on somebody? <laughs> absolutely. I, um, it's funny. I was talking to my partner about it, but, um, I had, I don't want to say it was like bad trypophobia or like typophobia, like the fear of holes, but like it just creeped me out. And last year, I made up my own prosthetic, um, of like a trypophobia kind of thing and i was like oh okay well it's not that bad i made it but it's still so creepy when i put it on i put it on my arm because i was just bored it was quarantine time so i was like stuck in the house i was like dang this is really mm -hmm. it kind of helped me get over it but then i look if i look at it for too long i'll be like no this is weird <laughs> <laughs> wow do you have a photo of that on your instagram so i need to see um, that <laughs> i can repost it and tag y'all in it if you want me to it's like yeah do that, do do that. i want to see that but um, i don't know if it'll freak jack out or not but i want to see it Bro, listen, yeah, it's it's intense. Listen, Junji Ito did a manga once that he kind of has somebody with mad holes on his body. I was able to handle that, so I'm good. And I, I read a lot of freaky, okay. freaking horror manga shit, so I'm good. <laughs> I think when watching this movie, the only thing that kind of kept me at bay or kept my breakfast down was the fact that I knew it was makeup. Like, I know it's makeup. <laughs> i can like separate the two but that's because of what i do for a living so it's like okay cool but psst, if i didn't i would not be watching the fly yeah i think i i agree with you there i, I think i had to remind myself a few times like holy fuck but you know what I, i'll save it for the first impression i'll say jackie i'll let you get to the summary <laughs> and then we'll just we'll hop into the top hop into the fuckery that is this movie so i'm gonna let you get to it jackie go ahead Yes, yeah, so 1986 remake of The Fly. It stars uh, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, directed by David Cronenberg, who has a history of body horror films himself under his plate, one of them being Videotrome. Um, and so the film basically starts off in a science convention. You're first introduced with Jeff Goldblum character, Dr. Seth. He is telling Gina Davis, uh, her character name is Veronica about how he's making this new contraption that's going to change the world and humankind as we know it. and of course she's just like yeah whatever I heard that before so they go they meet up he takes it back to her his laboratory and then she sees everything and at first she's just like I don't know what this is it's just like you know telephone booths as she says and he was just like no you're going to see what it does and then he demonstrates that these pods are are actually teleportation pods. And so his goal is to basically teleport human living from one section to another. 
But in doing so, he said that how in the process, there were some difficulties, one primarily meaning that how the flesh doesn't always transport well. And you see that with one of his experience of, of trying to transport a bamboo he had, and all you just saw was disgusting flesh and broken apart. And so they began dating. He finds out that she's also a journalist, and she has her own crazy drama, which I'm going to get into later on because I'm just like, sis, what the fuck? But <laughs> back to the whole stuff story, <laughs> you know, he's, he's still trying to experiment. He's getting more involved with Veronica. They're, they're forming a romance. And so, you know, at one night, they're being intimate. They have sex. She's like telling him like, oh, yeah, you know, babies are attracted to the flesh. We just love the flesh. And that gives him the idea of like, oh, I know what my teleportation pods isn't working with live organism. organisms is because the computer is not trans translating that well so then he fixes up and then he's like that's it i got it and so before doing a trial he does it again on his bamboo and it's successful and of course being a crazy scientist mad scientist alert he's like hey i'm gonna do it on myself but then don't but then things go wrong a fly ends up flying into his pod when the teleportation is complete, he thinks it's great, it's fine, I'm good. Yeah, he finds out in the hardest way ever that <laughs> he was fused with a housefly. And throughout the second half of the whole film, you're seeing him disintegrate. His flesh and everything just falling apart. And he denies it. He's just like, no, I'm good, whatever. And he's just getting more angry, just being more rough and more rude to Veronica, who just wants to help him. And then she tells him, like, hey, you're turning into a fly. He's like, no, you're not. You're crazy. You don't know anything. But then he's just like, holy shit. She was right. And yeah, <laughs> this movie is very yeah. intense <laughs> when it comes to the graphic and the stages that he's going through while, he, while you're watching him turn. And then you're, you're the audience. I, again, I love Gina Davis because you're seeing it in the eyes of Gina Davis. She's freaking out, and you're freaking out with her and for her. And you're just like, oh my god. I gotta say is that I'm actually, again, as graphic as it was, I have to give it up to the effects studio, like CWI, because they won awards for what they yeah. did in this film. And that was just incredible. That's something no one has ever seen before in that level. Especially wow. for that time, too. Yes. Yes, because this is the 80s. And it's funny because, like, in one of the research I, I read, it said that how this is the time when the 80s were really big in horror and gore. They were really mm -hmm. experimenting more of that. And this was definitely, like, like, the real love child that came out of it. But with that, I will ask uh, Kendall first because I've been dying to hear his reaction for, like, <laughs> years and years. What did you think? I think this is a turning point in our friendship, Jackie. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, now you knew. Now you own the title for freaking somebody out because this movie freaked me the fuck out. Oh my god! Uh, I, I, throughout there was several parts of this movie where I literally, like, white lady gasped and like put a hand over my mouth, like G Timbers. Like I really was like, what the fuck was going on? Because I've never seen the entire film. Like I've always seen pieces of it. I've heard of the film. I knew it was a remake of a remake, if I recall. So, like, I knew certain things about the history of the film. I knew Jeff Goldblum was in it. I knew things like that. And, you know, now Jeff Goldblum is like a heartthrob, which is kind of weird. But I'm guessing it probably started with this movie. Uh, 
And so I knew a few things about it going in, and I knew that like a scientist do turns into a fly. I, I couldn't remember why. I couldn't really remember the story too well because I've never seen the entire film. Just always seen pieces of the effects and stuff like that. But having watched the whole film, I was like, yeah, I'm probably never watching this shit again. Like, this is crazy graphic. <laughs> the effects are too good. The, the makeup is too good. I'm just like, yo, this, like, I could, I almost wouldn't even want to recommend it to somebody because I would just be like, yo, unless you got a strong stomach, like, don't sit down for this because you'll see shit you ain't never seen before and probably never going to see again. I can't recall. I've seen a lot of movies. I don't think I've ever seen some shit like this. In terms of effects and like how characters look and how creatures can look like there's a lot in this film like yeah, there is a lot uh so that was my review it was a lot <laughs> i i enjoyed it but boy was it a lot uh yeah that's all i got <laughs> oh and for kai again again i have to strongly remind people i'm i brought kai in here because of her resume and what she does for a living i need to know your thoughts as a audience viewer and also as a special effects artist yourself okay cool so as a as an audience member that is not a fan of body horror by any means i cringed i screamed one at one point um i think it was <laughs> i i don't know what scene it was i, I think it was I can't remember. It's towards the end, towards like his later stages of transformation. But I was like, what in the fuck is this? I knew what I was getting myself into, obviously. Like I've seen the commentary. I've seen clips. Um, but yeah, this will probably be um, the first and last time that I watched the movie. And also, again, like I said, this was I'm proud of myself because I had no intention. If you hadn't hit me up to do the show, I would have been like, well, I'm never watching The Fly. It was definitely <laughs> on my like no, no list. But but I can also say like the actual story, like the actual like story outside of the graphics, outside of the transformation is great. It's a great story. Um, it's in my mind, I was thinking you have like those common like horror transformation stories like you have like Wolverine, st not Wolverine, sorry, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you have like werewolf <laughs> stories and how that talks about like transformation, like or ginger snaps, for example, like she's coming into her womanhood. It was kind of I kind of got that same like feel when i was watching the fly like you it's really sad because you see like his humanity like deteriorating um so that's like my idea as an audience member as a special effects makeup artist it was brilliant like that ending fly the last stage and when she <laughs> took his jaw off i'm just like what i'm, I'm i was thinking like what kind of like puppeteers they had like how did they build that fly suit like and then also like with yeah. Jeff Goldblum's like his 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 mannerisms and like his tics like it just all went went together so well like Chris Wallace really did a great job with with coming up and creating that um idea and even like in the beginning with like just the spots on his face and like the hairs it's just little details that you really have to pay attention to and I feel like that's it's cool when you have like a great director and then you have a great makeup team that are on the same page and that's when you come up with something as brilliant and genius as the fly so no yeah i i strongly agree with you because again i saw it when i was young i watched it when i was young i was freaked the fuck out because again i'm a young mind i don't know what's real what's fake i literally thought that's what really happening 
And ever since then, I was so scared <laughs> of any insect landing on me. So I was like, oh, my God, I would have turned into a fly. Like, I did as thought that as a child my whole life. And I still I think that's a fly time. on the car yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, flies are no good. I will never look at a fly the same, especially the whole idea of, like, the vomit and the acid. I'm just like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. But, yeah, like, going back to what you said about it being brilliant, it really truly was and like for for the original one um <clears throat> 1957 no, 1958 adaption of the fly they said that how um that was mostly very close to the short story that was written in 1957 by george langling and when they decided to remake it it's funny because this film the remake was in production hell for many years nobody wanted to do it and for my thing i feel like maybe because vincent price was attached to the first one so i guess people were just felt a certain way about that where they're like what well, is vincent price i don't really want to touch that you know vincent price is this vincent price is that and yeah. then you know this guy david cronenberg came in and was like you know what i'll do it and this is fresh this is fresh off i think i think maybe a year or two years ago he had lost his grandmother to cancer and that is why he chose this project because his vision and why he got chris wallace on board was that i want to visualize what i witnessed with my grandmother and i want to put it in film and that gave him the idea of having dirt of jeff goldblum do that whole metamorphosis that he did from the yeah. first stage yeah. to the final stage in such a violent and grotesque way where he turns it into like an illness so he based that I, on his own experience about that now that i now that you've said that it makes a lot of sense uh because i've had to had i've had to have an experience like that i was a freshman in college when my um aunt passed away from cancer and i saw when she was normal and when she first mm -hmm. got diagnosed, when she went to chemotherapy and up until unfortunately she passed away. So I can definitely, definitely see where that like a lot aligns metaphorically with the cancer and the transformation. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. And even in the film, when he first starts turning, like, like when Kai mentioned those subtle moments when his skin, you see pigmentation on his face. Slow, you see the slowliness. Yeah of his deterioration and you know when the first time veronica you know shears the little hairs on his back and she tells him they went to the lab it came back at the end of a fly I, I think something happened when you teleported of course he he's being so high right now on his whole i teleported i did this i did that and he's just so like you don't know what you're talking about you're just scared you're just this you're just that and he became like kind of obsessed as well of not just forcing her but also that woman he met at the bar to teleport as well like he had a whole fixation of like you need to join me you need to do this when he started to realize that shit's not right his nails are falling out he's seeing all this like pus come out he's just like Holy oh shit. that was the worst that was the yes. worst <laughs> And that's, yeah. Oh, and that is when you can he hear was, it. Yes. And it was just like, oh, and then he's just like, what's happening to me? Am I dying? And then he finally realizes, like, shit, Veronica was right. Something went wrong. And then he went to the analysis in the computer 
and it said it a fly he was just like fuck i'm turning into a fly what the fuck's going on yeah you know what that actually what else that kind of remind me of like i know we mentioned that the director was you know he was inspired by like illness that happened to family unfortunately so god bless him for that and all of that and same to you kai like it's unfortunate it's always unfortunate to see a family member go through that yeah uh, uh but i also like uh even like without even even using illness it also kind of feels like in one of the articles i was reading that jackie grabbed kind of hinted at this as well it's almost like he had like hot dude syndrome mm. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like you know how like we've all met that kind of person like in high school or whatever who like was probably like the geeky person or probably the person that didn't think that they were very attractive it's not even whether they whether or not they really were but they probably never thought they were very attractive yeah. But then they maybe did one or two things, whether it was like go to the gym or flip their hair another way. And then they kind of discover that people like somebody says they look good and then they go, people do like me. And then like they could kind of get a high off of that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. seems to be like exactly what he went through as well. Like it like he like, of course, like what they kind of played around with the stereotype of, you know, like a mad scientist who's kind of dorky and kind of antisocial. Because you can tell by even by the way, how the way he got the girl back to his, uh, how he got the journalist back to his lab was even like kind of like how a dude would pick a girl up but like not really like it was like a really creepy way like like because imagine telling a girl well I'm, a, I'm the guy here so i guess i'll say it but i can't imagine telling a girl hey you want to come back to my basement i'm gonna show you an experiment i worked on like that <laughs> that doesn't work uh no it shouldn't work ever ever like right? no no girl will ever really be like hold on you want me to come with you to your basement to see an experiment that you refuse to tell me about uh no i'm good like i'm not doing that and it's like uh, it's the 80s so i guess it works for the time period but that's normally something that just would never work that's something that someone who has no idea on how to like date or how to be social really would attempt to pick up a girl uh and he kind of did that but then like the moment he you know he started having sex and she was kind of like him he, he was feeling himself especially yeah. after the fly stuff he was he was feeling himself and i feel like him transforming into the fly was almost like a personification of his ugliness of, like the humanity he left around okay yeah that's a good point. Like, i was yeah that's a really good point. Uh, it just reminded me um like i said earlier about um like common werewolf transformation tropes um mm-hmm. like of course his sex drive increased and you know just his like i guess what's the term he was very pushy like he was a lot more pushy um I don't want to use like hyper masculine, but you know what I mean? Like it was, it was given that kind of energy. So I just was thinking about um, the common tropes and like werewolf transformation. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that um, he experienced. I guess it happens with insects too. That <laughs> yeah, just so. wolves. Yeah. I think hyper masculine is the right term though. Well, yeah. Like, like he was like too much of something. Exactly. <laughs> like even the gym, the, the, the whole gymnastics, like spiel, which, was cool you could see the body double by the way but when he was yeah, doing he all the tell. gymnastics moves but um i was in all of that and how fascinated um veronica was with that i was like oh yeah he's he's got it <laughs> most definitely yeah because um yes after the first night they had sex after he did the whole teleportation stuff um yeah he was he got up one morning uh, it's funny because like you can hear the fly you can hear the buzzing and he wakes up he's like what the fuck's that yeah. and then he goes he starts showing off that he has more endurance now he has more upper body strength he has more stamina he has all this stuff and he's just like he then he tells her like I'm, i think i'm becoming the true me this is who i really am and and it's like he doesn't realize that 
maybe it, that is who he really is or maybe that is just the fly trying to take over because after a while when he starts realizing you know shit you know i'm turning to a fly he tries to figure out in the computer like okay so how do i separate it what does it want and then when you see i think the third stage he was going through that he was like fully almost like he was so unrecognizable like he looked like someone yeah. from like the like from the like, toxic zombie warehouse like he just looked like so, chernobyl like, type yes yeah. yes and he was just like i think i know what it wants it wants to turn into a fly that is what what's my body's doing that's what's happening in my body that's that's the end result but i have to figure out how to change it and then he becomes obsessed with the whole like putting three pots now like how do i turn back to human and that's what puts, scared me yes because he was like yeah. if i put myself in here and then another human here and then a third person maybe it will help us fix it oh my god that would have been frightening if he would have went on with it because i wouldn't want to imagine what that shit looks like i think something that i picked up on um oh sorry sorry to interrupt something oh, no, that no, I, I was gonna say that shit would have looked hideous that's what exactly <laughs> like um something that i picked up on with the whole insect thing I, it just crossed my mind was how when they were in the um the diner and he was adding so much sugar to his coffee yes and mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen men in black but you remember when edgar comes back from like turning into the alien and he's like i need sugar and then like um oh, how, yeah. yeah you know and i was like oh okay it's because he's actually turning into the fly and how like all the all of the snacks and it's like all he was eating was like chocolate and sugar and and candy and i was like because he's turning into a fly <laughs> ew <laughs> this movie yeah and i think that was really brilliant of of you know of david for doing that for showing how subtle he's slowly turning but he himself doesn't realize he's turning. Veronica is seeing this. Veronica yeah. is going through all of this. And all I gotta say is like, sis, what the fuck? Because at first I had no <laughs> idea her editor was her ex-boyfriend. He's in her apartment. She's like, the fuck you doing here? He's like, you gave me the key, remember? And she was just like, he gives me such creepy vibes. Yes! Oh my gosh. That man I, was triggering oh, me the whole I movie. I hate it. Yeah, yes. uh, he was so triggering. And it's crazy that motherfucker could be that creepy in a movie where a man literally turns into a fly. He yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And he was just so entitled, like with the whole key situation. And she was like, "Oh, I'm just lazy, whatever." And he was like, "It's because you want me back." I'm like, "Bitch, no." She just told you she don't care. And then he was like, he was stalking her. Like he was, she was buying he clothes was. for staff and he's stalking her. And then he like freaking goes on his knees and like, oh, don't do this. And she's like, I could do whatever the hell I want. And I'm like, oh my God, like what is wrong with you, man? Like, this. or even how he like brings up sex, like ever so subtly and like really serious moments where obviously she's uncomfortable. And it's just like, bro, like let it go. Yeah. I was not upset yeah. that he got vomited, that his limbs were vomited on and they deteriorated like acid. I was not same. upset about that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that same. I wasn't, I wasn't at all. I was like, not upset kinda, about that. Dude is kind of mega creep. And honestly, a small part of me was like, with Veronica, I was like, you need to stop talking to this man entirely. No, for like, real. I get that he's your boss at mm -hmm. work, but you need to stop talking to him entirely. Exactly. Because it would definitely 
several situations where I was like, he shouldn't be involved. Like when like obviously Jeff Globum's character is transforming and stuff and yeah. she kinda keeps kinda going back to her editor to kinda confine to him to kinda figure out the situation. I'm like, yo, this is way beyond his help. He's a journalist like you. Like what the fuck is he gonna do? Like you'd be better off going to scientists to see what they think versus what this dude thinks. And uh yeah. even the uh the time where what was it? Which where they where Jeff Goldblum when he first like kind of discovered I'm gonna just keep calling him Jeff Goldblum I don't even care about his character <laughs> when he when he discovered that uh, that she might have been dating him in the past because of the paperwork that was there and he was like hmm okay and he asked her about it uh, and he was like so did you used to date him or something she was like yeah we dated in college and then we broke up but now he's still kind of like interested in me in college like, is he in love with you yeah she said something like that like when they were like studying. When they were like in college, clearly they look very removed from college. Thank you. Uh, like, <laughs> but yeah, that's what she said. She was like, "We studied journalism together and all of this stuff, and they end up dating for a while or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." And then uh, Jeff Globum says, uh, "He says, does he still love you?" And she was like, "How can he not?" And I was like, "Lady, that sounds like you're almost cool with it. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's a creep. Like, you need <laughs> you need to just tell this tell Jeff Globum, yeah, he loves me, but I'm not cool with it. And sometimes he goes too far. Like, I need a new job." Like that's what she should have said. No, yeah. honestly, but you know what? It like was the eighties. Okay it. <laughs> it was the eighties. No, I got it. Yeah, it was the eighties, so I guess it was just acceptable at the time. Yeah, they didn't have Twitter threads to elaborate <laughs> on multiple forms of abuse <laughs> like we do now. But yeah, even yeah, like you mentioned, like when she confined to him and she first mentioned, oh my god, like he did this to him, he did this to himself, and he was just like, you have to leave him like right now and she's just like i can't leave him the way he is and then yeah and then after she's leaving she's distraught she's finding out this man she's been with for like i gotta say this it took a day a day they met on one day the next day they're already dating they're having sex they're doing all this shit and this is like i feel like all of this this whole transformation is taking place within like three or four days since they first met i'm like really <laughs> Really? Like, is this a Disney movie? Love at first I think sight. The only, I think the only thorough timeline that we get is after he's like rude to her and kicks her out, and then it says, and he's like four weeks later. And then yeah. I'm like four weeks, something like that. Yeah, that's the only like timeline that we get. But it's just like what? But yeah, but even then, like you know, back to when she's like uh confining in her ex, uh, and then he's just like so. Do you want to have like you know hateful sex i'm like dude she is crying she is distraught she's watching this man she fell in love with turn to a fucking insect and you think she's gonna want to hop <laughs> yeah. on you she don't want you she don't want none of that like bro how can i compete with a fly yeah, <laughs> like, how can i compete with that yeah flow will still look better i was really hoping that scene oh i'm sorry go ahead no no it's okay i was just saying like yeah it's like jeff gumblum he could do no wrong he can't i was hoping that the scene where um is ronnie was that the ex-boyfriend's name no it was was uh stats or stats some some yeah yeah whatever i was hoping that when um he was watching that video of how um jeff gumblum's character eats his food oh i'm getting nauseous thinking about it i was hoping yeah. that they i was hoping that they didn't show it and they didn't i was like well thank you because if they would have showed him throwing up on that food i'm getting nauseous yeah. 
<laughs> I'm no. Yeah, that would like, been a I, bit rough. Yeah. Uh, that would, that would, that would, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's not funny, but kind of funny. Was about that scene where he was when he was watching it, and yeah. you know he's like halfway through it, and then uh, and then Veronica comes in the door because he's at her house again apparently. Like, Thank like, you. What the fuck? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's at her house again, which really confused me. I thought he would like be watching it in his office or something, but it seems he's at her house again because she walks in the door as if almost like he shouldn't even be here, and just like went straight to her bed- bathroom and just sat down like, oh god. And he gets up and he's kind of like, uh, what's wrong? And I'm like, what's wrong? Motherfucker, you just watched the tape? This man's a fly. Like, what do you mean? What's wrong? (laughs) There's a lot wrong. And then she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, so there's more wrong. But, like, clearly there was already something wrong before you went to speak to her. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Yo, I remember that scene of her nightmare of the abortion scene. (laughs) That that was the scariest shit. Yo, that shit gave me nightmares for so many years. I kind of finally <laughs> forgot about it, like just recently. <laughs> so rewatching the movie, oh, I was God. just like, "This is why I fucking hate this movie. This is why I said I would never watch this shit again." What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> That's why I'm like, you watched this as a kid. I wasn't <laughs> I supervised. I wasn't supervised, and if I was, my brothers were watching it with me because, again, I had a really Dear fucked Lord. up childhood. <laughs> It couldn't have gotten better after watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh my god. Yes. And like, yo, that scene, again, as a viewer, you're just like, this is the most horrific shit I have ever seen. Oh my god, this is disgusting, this is disturbing, this is frightening, what the fuck? But then as a horror fan, you're like, this is so fucking cool. How do they do that? Like, how did right. they do and that? And the fact that Cronenberg was a gynecologist, too. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was him as a cameo. God, I was a horror fan. In that moment, I think I forgot I liked horror. No. Movies so like crazy. this make me forget sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because that was... I, you know what's crazy? I expected a lot of things in that moment, because I think this was one scene I've never seen before, period, about this movie, so I didn't know what to expect going in. Uh, but I, I knew it made sense that she wanted an abortion because it's like, yeah, this motherfucker was like half fly or whatever when y'all had sex. No telling what the fuck comes out of you. Exactly. And then when they, they cut to the abortion scene and they're there and I'm like, okay. And the doctor's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to just need you to push because it's pretty big. What I thought was going to happen was like, you know how when you hit, when somebody hits like a swarm of flies and then like 900 of them motherfuckers come up in the air? Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen with her vagina. Like, I thought, like, a bunch of flies was going to be shooting <laughs> out. And I was like, yo, this is about to be the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. Right. Please don't let the camera pan down there. Uh, but when she pulled out, wasn't much better because it was just a giant, basically, fucking cocoon. And I was like, oh, I was screaming like she was screaming. I was just like, ah! Like, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on in man? Who made this movie? <laughs> and uh, what's even more sick about that is because there's other cuts to this film. Um, <clears throat> David basically had multiple scenes that he cut out because he was just like, yeah, this is fucking too much. And I'm like, what did you cut out that was too much, sir? This is already a lot. What else did you cut out? Yeah. But for the abortion scene, for the abortion scene, they had two different animatronics. One was the maggot from the one that we see in the film. And then the other one was a maggot with butterfly wings. And oh, I'm like, hell no. Fu- yeah, that was the hell other one. No. <laughs> but that one didn't make it. <laughs> but that's Thank, Thank God. <laughs> Thank the- See, this is why rules matter sometimes. You know, normally we're like, man, why they got rating systems? Like, what the fuck is R rated? That ain't that bad. 
No, in this case, they needed an R rating. They they needed that. <laughs> they needed some. What's guidance. the one that's after R rated? I think it's like NR, which is not rated, which is pretty much yeah. like NC. No, I think it's NC seventeen. I think NC seventeen is after that because R rated you have to be thirteen. NC seventeen you can't be under seventeen. And I think not rated is pretty much a movie that doesn't go in theaters. So <laughs> yeah, it, it couldn't go much higher. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of deleted scenes, a lot of cutscenes that he took out. Um, one of them being so Jeff Goldblum, staff, he's he's a fly. He's trying to figure out what the fuck. So <clears throat> after he tries to figure out what's going on, that he discovers he is turning into a fly. One of the scenes that didn't show in the final cut was that the idea of splicing. How do I fuse and how do I unfuse? So he did an experiment with a cat and a bamboo. And yeah, it was Lord. not present. It was not pleasant because the puppet they used was one of those puppets that have like a remote control that makes it move a lot and wiggle. And so it basically jumps out of the pod. It's, it's a fusion of a cat and a baboon. And when I saw that, it gave me Fullmetal Alchemist, you know, war, war memories. Because <laughs> that movie, that show terrorized me too. Uh, with that whole fusion episode that I would not talk about. Because otherwise, I'm going to cry live on air. Um, <laughs> but it was just like that. And then he, his character, Steph, aggressively beats it to death. And then they have all these, like, you know, sounds coming out of it. So David Cronenberg was just like, this was going to be too dark. So we decided not to put it in the movie because it just would have been too much. Dear Lord. And I'm like, like cut. yeah, and I'm just like, but everything else before that was fine. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Once I saw the baboon yeah. scene, I knew what I was. I was like, oh, yeah, it's one of those movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those movies. <laughs> And it yeah, was so subtle too. Thing. Yeah, it was just real. But you know, it's wild. I love the thing, and I can sit and watch the thing with no problem. I'm not like squirming, but it's just—I guess because yeah. it's a fly, and they're nasty, and they're gross, and ew. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing. I guess I think it's part because the thing is alien. Yeah, and so you know, alien like aliens like, are. Wow. Yeah, they're already gross, and you expect that from Alien, but it's like a cross hybrid between human and fly. You should just title this episode, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... We might as well. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, because everything was just so graphic. And like, like, like the vomit scene, like his, his flesh is falling apart, his ears falling apart, all of his teeth are falling oh, apart. Like, everything is falling apart. He has a fucking museum of his body parts in his bathroom like in his medicine cabinet he has jars of his body parts and he tells veronica do you want to see the museum of butterfly oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Dear Lord. and oh and even that like that was a scene when she wanted to tell him like i'm pregnant and i want to get an abortion but she didn't have to hard to tell him and after her nightmare she was like i want it out of me i want it out of me and that's when, you know, freaking Jeff Goldblum was just like, ha You know, he follows her, breaks into the abortion room. It's just like, no, you're not getting rid of it. Why do you want to kill me? You have to, you have, to have the baby. And she's like, I don't want the baby. I'm just, ha- you know what? As crazy as this fucking movie was, at this point, I'm happy it didn't end with her just cutting herself open to get it no, out. No, because <sighs> that's the energy I was getting, especially when she was talking to her ex. And she was like, I don't understand what you don't understand. I need this thing out of me, like. 
I was definitely yeah. getting that energy that she was going to just take matters into her own hands. And she told the doc that she would, but at some point I thought they were just going to do it. I thought she was going to do it in front of the dude, the fly, before she shot him. Because this movie was like, it's like I th- you almost couldn't be surprised anymore. You could just keep being shocked, but yeah. you couldn't be surprised anymore about anything that was coming next. Like you said, this man nearly did a bamboo cat mix up and he nearly <laughs> beat it to death. Like that sounds insane that somebody even thought of that. But now I just picture a bunch of sequels where it's just like digimorphed monsters out here flying around doing all kinds of shit, taking over the world. Like it just sounds like the craziest episode of The Wizard of Oz I've ever seen. Like, just imagine the if they, if if Cronenberg like redid that movie for 2021 with all the CGI and advanced makeup and just like no hold barred attitudes that we have with film now. Like, eh. it'd probably get banned. And I was countries. just about to say that <laughs> it was definitely going to get banned. I mean, this one was banned in a cult some countries already when this one came out really? they were like we're not yeah in some countries this film was banned you're like we're not watching because of how the intense the gore is and the violence was they were like this is too much for us we're not fucking playing this in theaters hell no and so my um, next oh no i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no no it's okay what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say so my next question would be who would y'all think would play Seth's character if it was a 2021 episode who, what actor do you think would be like the best fit? I mean, just go bloom. Yeah, I mean, what about what about Scarlett Johansson? She's playing every Asian character. Oh no, so. <laughs> she can a do girl it. version of this. You know, oh, that's the only thing that can make this scarier. If they made the villain a woman, <laughs> if they made a fly a woman, because they would definitely show her give birth, and it would probably be like nine hundred maggots in her yeah. nest. Oh God, like, no, you no. know, I take it back. You know I that would happen. Back. Take it back. Well, if that's like, the case, no. then if that's the case, if we're gonna have it be a woman, I Eva would, Green. I don't know. I want Eva Green. Okay. To do it. He okay. has that. She has. She could be creepy. She could be creepy as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It's Eva. I always forget who Eva Green is. That's the woman who was in a. Who was she in? She Eva. was. She was in Dark Shadows. She was with Johnny Depp. She played the witch that wanted to kill him. Oh, okay. Um, she was also she, she's not the one from Penny Dreadful, right? She is Penny Dreadful. She's the lead actress of Penny Dreadful. Yeah, the one that could like summon demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, she she creepy as hell. She'd be perfect. <laughs> and she loves roles like that. Like she said in an interview that that she just loves playing scary, creepy roles because she's into that shit. That's wild. Yeah, no, no, Scarlett Johansson, please. Yeah, word. I'm honestly, I'm tired of seeing her most times. I'm though. tired of seeing her in her, general. I mean, I'm come on, she's, a, she's an amazing. Come on, she's an amazing Asian actress. Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's doing her best for sure. Right, you know, her Emma Stone, all of them. I, I just don't apologize, but dear Lord, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know someone's gonna be like, "Why do you guys stop hating Sarah? Like that, blah blah." The Stone has no to problem stop with Emma Stone. Emma Stone is cool. Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, well, then, is like, yeah but I'm like. Like Easy A. Yeah, yeah, that was a funny <laughs> movie. That was a funny good movie. Uh, but, I'm all, but I know someone out there is gonna be like, "Why are you have so much hate for that love stuff?" But that, but that, I'm like, but then Tony stop taking roles that's not for her. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised she ain't playing Chang Chi. But <laughs> you know, someone tweeted. Someone tweeted. Rest in peace, DMX. Someone tweeted when DMX died. Make sure that um, Anthony Mackie stays away from the DMX biopic, but also they said that they need Scarlett Johansson to stay away from the DMX biopic. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's hilarious. No, really, hey, because you never know with Hollywood. That's yeah, true. he played Tupac, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Wasn't he Tupac and Straight Outta Compton? Yes. No, he was Tupac <laughs> and Notorious. Notorious. Okay, okay, my bad. Or did he play the Straight Outta Compton? I don't know. I don't I think so. I can't even remember. But that, I just yeah, know that, that he a... played Clarence in um, <laughs> Eight Miles. In Eight Miles. And Clarence still lives <laughs> with his parents. <laughs> <laughs> now he's an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's come so far. I'm trying to think, though. Who else would I want to even play this role of? I wouldn't mind seeing, well, actually, I probably wouldn't watch it, but a version with the, a woman as the lead would be interesting just because they can get into all of the uh, actual DNA stuff, like reproduction and stuff like that. Just It's different. Like, do I want to see that? Not necessarily because that would be fucking horrifying. That'd be like some next level, like, what was that fucking movie? Remember the movie Mosquitoes? Oh, my oh God. God. No, I've yeah. never seen that. I don't want to see that. I don't like bugs. I remember Any that movies movie. with bugs. Yeah, it would just be like a next level version of that if like the lead was a woman be kind of terrifying because in that movie the mosquitoes are sucking people dry if, <laughs> yeah because they're the giant lead, if the lead was a woman i wouldn't want the focus because you know a lot of times when it comes down with like horror and women it always ends up being some form of like social underlining of oh this is what happens when we yeah. get our periods or this is what happens you know i just want it to yeah. be about the actual madness of a woman turning into a fly like same yeah like yeah okay we get it we get like pregnancy we get periods all that but it's like i just wanted to be the true madness of a woman turning into a fly and what that experience would be for her so yeah i mean look at pamela uh oh my god what was her name from dc comics poison ivy what's yeah. her name oh, yeah, poison ivy. yeah i yeah. forgot her last name but yeah, yeah i forgot what her last name but like pamela is the essence of like a a a, a woman who's also a math scientist like that's who she is. Pamela is a mad scientist. and That is true. But I will always say that how Uma Thurman's portrayal of her in Batman Forever is what really got me to be like, yes, because she played it so well. Like, Uma Thurman just played Pamela so well. Because um, she could be a creepy bitch, too. Like, like Prince and Ivy yeah. could be a really... I remember that episode when she was creating children out of pods. There was an up. Ep- I'm dead as the episode of, of the Batman cartoon. She was making children in a whole ass family, and he and Batman was so shooketh. He was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "This is my family, okay." And I was just like, "Oh, Pamela." But you know what? Good for her now because now she's happily married to Harley Quinn. So good for her. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But I I can see that as a as a movie if it was like a a woman playing the, the scientist that's like. Not even intentionally, maybe intentionally wants to become an insect. Maybe, I don't know, as some weird pursuit of, like, protecting Mother Nature or something. Like, to re- re- restore the Earth or something. Maybe she turns into a creature, or maybe she has some plan that goes weary, and she ends up becoming an insect of some sort, maybe a queen bee or some shit. That could be interesting. That could be more. interesting. That would be cool and also really creepy and disturbing. Now I, have really, very. now I have unpleasant <laughs> images in my mind, but, yeah. Well, you started it. You made me watch this movie. So yeah, we are now. <laughs> I will never look at a fly the same, and every time I will think about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Right? <laughs> as you should. You say I'm the one freaking you out. I ain't recommend one movie that freaked you out this whole podcast. Meanwhile, I'm sitting up here watching a man vomit on food and melt people's limbs. And no, ankles, the fuck is oh, that ankle scene was. Ugh. I oh, know man. that dude deserved it, but shit, <laughs> he did. Like. That was just fucking annoying. I really was waiting for him to vomit on his face. I'm like, yes, 
Yeah, same. And Veronica was like, no, leave him alone, Seth. I'm like, oh my God, Veronica. Let him do it. Or what did he say? You're such a drag sometimes. <laughs> like in yeah. that movie. Like, Something oh. like that. <laughs> that was probably the, 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 the thing that they had to cut from the movie was him vomiting on their face. They probably had that in there. Just oh, no, I know like, they did. On, man. <laughs> I just want to know what, like, the experience that Jeff Goldblum went through, like, with the makeup. Because a lot of times with actors, either they love the whole makeup process or they hate it. And uh, you can also see an actor really turn into that character once they get their makeup done. So I just want to know, like, what his experience was going through that transformation with Seth and with the makeup. Because that's not just any regular ass makeup. That's some intense shit. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole nother body. I mean, that's a whole, yeah, that's like yeah. a whole suit. He did say that it was a bit difficult, especially when it got more heavier with the prosthetics and the makeup. It was a lot more difficult um, to maneuver and stuff like that. So he had a hard time, but that he does not regret doing the movie at all because Jeff Goldblum wasn't their first choice. They had various choices, but they all kind of turned it down. <laughs> they were like, nah, fam. Or they weren't available. And so <clears throat> it was brought to Jeff Goldblum's lap. And he was just like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's, let's do it. And David has said that how it was refreshing to see how Jeff, Go- how Jeff Goldblum like, really got into the character of Seth and his madness. That he did it so so well that he was convincing that he is mad and he's turning into a fly. I mean, it's he Jeff really Goldblum. Was. I mean, and then it's Jeff Goldblum. He's an amazing actor. No matter what role he does, he does it so well. I, I don't. I forgot what his history is. I don't know if he's a method actor or anything, but I know usually with method actors, they could chameleonize. They, they could just fit into any role and play it just like flawlessly. I like how he remains himself in every role too. Like it's like, yeah, this is who you really are. Like this is your, this is who you really are. <laughs> I know the way he talks, his mannerism. Yeah, yeah, that's who he really is, and it's just you add that to every role that you play. Independence Day, Jurassic Park, even The Fly. It's Jeff Goldblum in every movie. <laughs> and Thor, when he was in <laughs> Thor too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in Thor Ragnarok. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, he played that god. It was hilarious. Um. But yeah, um, but there's one thing I want to read real quick because when I was watching The Fly, I watched it on um, Prime. So they kind of gave like fun little trivia notes. And mm-hmm. one of them was that how in 1987, uh, with this magazine called Sinister Image, Vincent Price revealed that uh, when the remake was released, that Jeff Goldblum actually wrote him a letter telling him, I hope you like it as much as I like yours. And after reading that, Vincent Price went to see the remake. He actually went in theaters. He watched it. And he replied back to Jeff Goldblum. And he was just like, the film was definitely wonderful until it went too far. (laughs) When Vincent Price tells you that you did a good job, but you went a little too far, that says a lot considering the whole movie resume Vincent Price has under his fucking belt. This man literally did a movie about him and his wife plotting to kill each other. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so somebody like that tells you what kind of far you you might have gone kind of far. Yeah, but 
But that's the beautiful thing of film. There's there are really no boundaries. I mean, there's boundaries, of course, but there are is yeah individual boundaries. Like, exactly. You know, we all have our own limits. Of course, within like morality and stuff, but you know, you can push a little bit. And it's Cronenberg. Like that's just the type of filmmaker that he is. Yeah, I mean, he's done other films before. Like, I think two other ones as well. Before Video Trump, and there was another one he did that. He also explores body horror and, you know, the transformation stuff that happens within the body. Because that's, that's what he's so fixated on. But then with this film, it was more, like, personal to him because of what he went through personally. So, yeah. Just, and it's, it, you could tell, too, because the film, yes, the film is a horror film. It's grotesque. It's, it's gross. It makes you uneasy. But the story is so compelling. Like you're getting a bit of a love story and a tragedy. Like it's it's a really sad movie if you think about it. Like it's, it's very, very sad. sad. Yeah, it's because like you're seeing yeah. this man. Like he's so proud of what he did, but because it's he's turning mad, he's losing himself, humanity wise, body wise, and he's basically deteriorating to this this creature, and. Gina Davis character Veronica is enduring that as 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 her as you know the lover, you know she's enduring that. There's this whole entire journey watching him turn, watching him turn to this whole thing that isn't who she's in love with, and then she has to deal with like what do I do? And especially at the ending, you know when he comes out the pod, he's fully a fly. He fully transforms into a fly, and he grabs the gun and puts it on his head. And you see her like I can't do it. I cannot do it because. Yes, he's a monster, but underneath that, to her, in her mind, in her heart, that's still stuff. That's still the man that she fell in love with in yeah. 24 hours. Yes, in 24 <laughs> hours. All Disney magic, you know? Hey, man. Disney he magic. He was her muse. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's just, it, it's just so sad. And then, you know, boom, the big explosion happens. She blows his head off, and then that's it, ending. And... <sighs> You know, but yeah, it's just it's a really sad story. You know, I mean, the original one wasn't as sad. I, I read a review that said how they preferred the original than the remake, only because of how dark David took the remake. <laughs> that the how the original was very straightforward, <laughs> sometimes a little bit silly, but it's just like bang, bang, I'm a fly, bang, I'm dead, bang, that's it. Um, with this one, it's uh, just like chaos, madness. <laughs> chaos, madness. But yeah, but um, I do want to ask you, Kai, a question real quick. Yeah. Um, considering that this is a remake, and we—I mean, I'm sure you've seen—you said yourself you're not really back big fan of body horror films. But yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> compared to other films, when it comes to heavy prosthetic, heavy makeup, and heavy effects, why do you think this film stands out among everything else? I think it stands out, one, just because of, again, what I was saying earlier. You can tell the difference between when you have just, like, a director, filmmaker, and you have a makeup team, and then when you have a makeup team and a filmmaker that are on the same page, that have the same vision, and that bring that vision to life. And that's what I feel like The Fly really was. Like, you... I don't want to say I'm in, like... It, it was kind of like watching, like, A&P, like, Anatomy... Of, like the anatomy of a fly it's just certain small details that you saw and picked up on that i don't think anyone else 
besides, you know, Chris Wallace and David Cronenberg would, you know, execute that well, especially in the 80s. I'm talking like pre-CGI. I agree. Brilliant. Yeah, word. I, I would like to just add, Jeff Goldblum definitely had a good ambitions in the beginning <laughs> before the, the transformation took over his life. He he just wanted to create a machine to, to revolutionize transportation so people wouldn't have to, you know, use planes and cars and stuff like that. Which I'm like, that's really awesome. And he got it right at first, remember, but only with like inanimate objects. But to tell you the truth, even if it only worked for inanimate objects, that would still be super valuable. Like, especially for like, like shipping. <laughs> exactly. Like, imagine like UPS had something like that. You order something from from somewhere and then Amazon or whatever, and then maybe somebody drop it in one port. They drop it and then it just, it's at your house. So, like, that'd be mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> And making trades overseas, that would be so cool. Like, you could probably ship something from, like, America to China in, like, 10 seconds. Or maybe send an item to a family member really quickly or medication. Like, that could still be really fantastic if it only did that and not even transported humans. Mm-hmm. But even then, because when he did try it with, remember, he did experiment with, with meat, with the pork, the steak. And then he yeah. did the whole teleportation and he had Veronica taste both the real one and the fake one. And she was just, like, the fake one. You can tell it's synthetic. You can tell it's not real. It's not the real thing. It looks like in the outside, but the inside, it, it's, just, it's not the same thing. It's fake. And I think that's why he was still trying to tweak it. So that way, the end result will be the fact that it's, it's real. It's not a synthetic. It's not an artificial. It's not a mirror image. It's like the real thing, regardless of what it is. So I think that's why he was trying to perfect it. Did he go a little mad? Yes, he did. He went a little too a little. about it. <laughs> uh, we all go a little <laughs> mad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we head out, I do want to say a little, little uh, thing that I read in the research as well, that how they actually hired a DNA specialist, a doctor. She sat through this film in the 80s. Um, and she gave her, whole, her own two cents, but they were like, is this possible? Could this actually happen to someone for some odd reason? And she was just like, no. But the splicing method that he was talking about in the film, that is kind of possible. Not with the fly, of course, but with anything. Because she compared it to how our foods are GMO. They're splicing DNA. And so she was like, that's the significance of what they do today with GMO. And that how some organic food like foods or whatever do do share some components of of dna with us so it's not it won't be that surprising but of course the science of it is not true it's all fiction it's all fake no one can really turn to a fly (laughs) but the science (laughs) aspect yeah but the science aspect of certain things like the dna counterfeit like you know configuration the slicing that is possible but of course with this it's not (laughs) yeah i think if I recall, I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me. But I, I think that's how we get a lot of our bananas is through like stuff like that from experimentation like that. So like for as organic as the food is, it's like a lot of it is still kind of like MacGyvered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> know um, the, the, yeah. I think like, are you talking about like things like grapples, like grape apples and like. Yeah. They, yeah. Yes. Or like broccoli and he's like supposed to be a hybrid of like broccoli and asparagus. And I eat mm-hmm. that like every other day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what she was. That's what she was comparing it to. Because when when it happened to him, the computer said it was a fusion. It was a fusion of the fly and his DNA. 
And that's when they had asked her as a scientist, as a DNA specialist, is that possible of something like fusing in some type of way? And she was like, scientifically, yes. If you're splicing it in a way that GMO is made. Yeah, it's really, science is amazing. I'll tell you, science is really something else. <laughs> it's and crazy scary. that we, humans have even been around as long as we have, and there's so many things we don't know about science. It's crazy. Right? I know. Science. And it's scary. Science is scary and dangerous, too. Like, it'd be scary, scary and dangerous. It's kind of like just that, imagine it, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's kind of like that question, like, what do you fear most, like the ocean or space? <laughs> ah, that's true. For me, <laughs> well, it's space, both. I feel like we kill you a lot quicker. Yeah. But um, every time I think about this film now, I just imagine Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park when he's like chaos. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> chaos theory. <laughs> I just yep, see that. That is, that is very accurate. You really can't say anything better? Chaos dot 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 ill. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got nothing else. Kai, yeah. thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Can you tell your audience where they can find you? Yeah. Um, so if you want to look at the makeup, listen to the podcast, just see all things KaiFXR, you can go to www.kaifxhar.com. Um, if you want to follow my personal page on Instagram, it is ky underscore fx. If you want to follow um, the company page, you can go to KFHAR Group. Um, on Instagram, and then also if you want to follow the podcast, it's MVHU Podcast, and that is on Instagram and on Twitter because we have a Twitter page as well. So, yeah, awesome! It was so good to have you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for having tidbits. me. It was fun. Yes, and I'm glad I I, I scared both of you. I feel yes, I don't want. Ugh, I was hungry. But I, I kind of, my, my appetite's kind of dwindling. Yeah, I'm going to have to go watch Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah, no, like, right? Watch a horror movie, then watch Spongebob after to, like, <laughs> get yourself together. Uh, I feel like I did something in life. I feel very proud of myself. You shouldn't be, but you should be. Right? right? <laughs> Just as long, if this was about, like, Slither or the faculty, I probably would have had to, like, politely decline. Like, no. <laughs> Slither, maybe, but the faculty, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I am good on both of those, honestly. So, you know what? <laughs> yeah. J- Jackie, you can take us out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's so disgruntled. I know, but for those who can handle body horror, watch The Fly, 1986. Really good special effects. Fucking amazing. Basic effects. Oh, my God. Um, but with that, I would say, ooh you ghost goodbye. <laughs>